Okay. <laughs> okay. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your girl, your favorite host, A. Millie of the Sip and Sip podcast. And tonight's guest, I have the founder and CEO of Indie Media. She goes by the name of Jada Renee. How are you, Jada? Welcome to the Sip and Sip. I'm pretty good. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy, busy schedule because I know no you have a lot going on, especially this yeah, weekend and this year. <laughs> and I'm just so happy that uh, you were able to come down and uh, sit and chat with me for a little bit. Definitely. No problem. So, Jada, tell me a little bit about you for those who are watching and that will watch. Who are you and who is Indie Media? For sure. So my name is Jada Renee. I'm from Cleveland, Ohio, uh, born and raised, went to St. Martin de Porres High School in Cleveland, um, graduated from Kent State University in Ohio. Um, I'm an artist. I'm a curator. I started my business, the Indie Group LLC, 10 years ago, <laughs> which is what wow. I'm celebrating along with a lot of other things this weekend. Um, but I started my business in 2014 at Kent State University. And basically, I started it as a media marketing platform for artists to understand how to, like, curate and make profit from their art and just understanding, like, how to navigate the entrepreneurship side of the artistic, you know, mind. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and that manifested from curating events, um, branding, social media management for a lot of different nonprofits back in Cleveland, and then just advancing that to several different states like Los Angeles, Houston, Texas, Chicago, Detroit. Um, yeah. <laughs> wow. I, I love, I love to hear that. And to think that you, you know, you started in your hometown, your baby was created in Definitely. Cleveland, Ohio. And I want to go back. I want to go back okay. to your days at uh, Kent State University. Okay. Um, shout out. I am a college graduate as well. So, hey. um, yes. So I, I just want to um, take start bags, take it all the way back with your days at Kent State University and That's how, you really wanted to start your brand because I know you said that you are an artist and yep. so you're you're very involved with um, creatives and stuff. Mm -hmm. So take me back to your time at Kent State University um, with you being an artist and how that this this baby really came about. And what does sure. indie media stand for? Definitely. So um, for starters, indie stands for individuality. So it all started from me basically being around a lot of different creatives and just creative individuals, friends who were at my college who, um, I guess, like, were majoring in things that they weren't necessarily, like, uh, too passionate about. Mm -hmm. So that usually happens, you know, in our generation or just in life. But I'm speaking for our generation. <laughs> so I feel like a lot of, you know, youth in our generation and millennials, we struggle with the, the mental battle of, you know, are we going to follow our dreams and like mm. do what people perceive as like could be so cliche like it sounds so cliche right to like follow your dreams but that's the passion that you really like do need to follow so you get a little conflicted and you kind of listen to other people outside of yourself those people can involve your family uh friends people who mean a lot to you and their opinions can mean a lot to you <laughs> so you kind of mm -hmm. sway towards that and I was just a lot of around a lot of creatives who were going through like that mental battle and I was one of those creators as well, but I kind of like had a major that gave me a little bit of flexibility. So I was majoring in electronic media. 
So I was already into like media cameras, all of that stuff, uh, I guess like in high school. But I was also a basketball player, like super duper heavy in high school. So no one really knew I had like this, I guess, secret love for the arts. <laughs> but I was like always into arts, media, fashion, drawing, like literally like mm -hmm. basketball and then art at home, <laughs> like all day, every day. So outside of that, it kind of just like expanded once I got to Kent State. Cause you know, when you get to college, it's kind of like you got that freedom, that time to just mm -hmm. understand yourself and just advance on whatever you didn't even know, you know, was possible. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's kind of how it started and just kind of grabbing all of those friends, having conversations, just, you know, meeting new friends, understanding what they want to do, listening. And that kind of, I think sparked my inspiration. Cause I'm just in general, the friend that you talk to and talk about your life, what you want to do. I'm like mm -hmm. always inspired. You should do that. Like you tell me something mm -hmm. you want to do, like mm -hmm. you should do it. You should start. You should figure out how to, how to get that done. So that's just how I roll. But mm -hmm. I felt like I was like consistently having that conversation. Mm -hmm. So it kind of like felt like God was guiding me to create something that was mm -hmm. not necessarily just like for myself and my artistry, but for others to mm -hmm. understand like the advancement of like being on a platform to understand how to get all of that done it's not just by yourself you have to like work it as a business mind because the artist you get confused you get sad you get anxiety you get all these feelings because mm -hmm. you got all this art sitting up in your mind mm -hmm. but if you don't have a person that's like understanding business and the structure to how to like mm -hmm. guide that you don't know how to sift through that and create an actual tangible product from that Mm -hmm. I love I love how you you talk about that and kind of broke it down enough because a lot of people, they don't get the creative mind. They don't get the passion behind being a creative. I know you said um, just a few minutes ago how, you know, your family members probably swayed you to, oh, major in this and do this. Uh, this right, will right. make you money. I've had that in my family as well. But when you have a passion with something, I, yes. I, I live by this. You're pregnant with it. And yeah. so when you're pregnant with it, that's a baby because it's going to show whether or not you're pregnant Man. with something. And it's going the passion um showed. And I love how you, you know, you talked about that because a lot of artists, a lot of creatives, they don't mention that in interviews, anything. They don't mention how, okay, like family members wanted you to do this. And right. um, but it wasn't what you were passionate about. And I know some people, even where I grew up, the arts wasn't too too prevalent it wasn't mm. it was nothing but sports and education oh, yeah. and of yep. course but nothing about the arts nothing about media and i come from a small town in alabama so nothing oh, wow. nice. in in the the country part of alabama was taught that way it's either you play sports you go to college major <laughs> in education or whatnot but nothing about the media yeah. so i'm glad that you kind of broke it down and and it took off because you were pregnant you know, with your baby and you have birth in the, in the media. Now mm -hmm. you help and work with so many artists and yeah. one of them stuck out to me mm -hmm. uh, is the late great uh, Nipsey. Also, <laughs> tell me Definitely. what was it like to collaborate with such a visionary like him? Oh, man, it was a, uh, that was like a real testament of like the law of attraction. And mm -hmm. that was like a real blessing that, manifested in real life <laughs> like mm -hmm. so I had always wanted to work with Nipsey I had always been thinking about how to like figure it out like how would I 
if I would ever work with him, what mm-hmm. would it be like? But it was never just like a full on thought that I think I was like always trying to manifest. Like I've always been a fan. I've always listened to his music. Mm-hmm. And I really do think that once he started pushing his entrepreneurship route, like to the media mm-hmm. more in terms of like breaking down his structure on how he built the marathon, how he built marathon clothing, how he would talk like real specific about business and real specific about, mm-hmm. you know, you could sign, but you know, why sign when you could be independent and yeah. like strategize that structure to really create your own route in music. So just taking that like verbatim what he said about music, but just matching it to what I do with mm-hmm. business in terms of like, you know, the structures of my business and the music goes along with that as well. Cause I manage artists. So I have a, mm-hmm. a label in the music group where I do manage artists. We do artist management, artist development, artist mm-hmm. booking. So that was along the lines of understanding how to even navigate for our artists and even navigate mm-hmm. how we want to build our independent structure, you know, for our musicians. So that was just like, okay, wow. It's only one artist that I see in this world, of, I guess, celebrities that's really talking about that route to mm-hmm. independent success, like mm-hmm. showing tangible ways to like make independent money outside of like, you know, signing a record deal mm-hmm. or just mm-hmm. the same verbatim that you hear every other rapper talk about. He just wasn't talking about that. So that became an inspiration in itself. And then I'm I'm just a stickler for knowing how to connect the dots. Like I know how to get to whoever I want to get to. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. a situation where we was throwing an event in Cleveland. Um, it was a, a few different voter nonprofit events that wanted to figure out how to get voting as a message to the millennials to understand the power of voting and like like on a on a local level, not just mm-hmm. like, you know, the presidential election. Mm-hmm. So I felt like Nipsey Hussle would be a cool person to break down that message to get it to like understand, you know, on the youth level. Because mm-hmm. voting is kind of boring. Like when you just talk about voting, it's just kind of boring. <laughs> like <Yeah>. even if <laughs> even if you are registered to vote, it's just unfortunately a boring topic. So it's like, okay, mm-hmm. if we bring Nipsey in here to talk about voting <laughs> and why, you know, it's important you know, to vote as a young person, just even understanding on a city level, that'll be, you know, pretty massive. He could talk to the community and then we, we, we finessed it. <laughs> like, you know, we, it took a lot, I'll say of uh, planning for sure. It took a lot of budgets. <laughs> it took a lot mm-hmm. of, uh, of course, of um, course. Yes. Going back and forth with management, but he liked the idea. His team liked the idea. That was the first time that he did anything like that. We brought him to Cleveland state university to talk on a panel about voting and the power of voting amongst the millennials. Mm-hmm. He went back and forth with the crowd, talked about just questions. It ended up being like mm-hmm. a Q&A that he did. It was a, a crazy moment. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was crazy. I love I love to hear that. He was such a, a inspiration and a visionary for so many uh, business entrepreneurs like yourself, people in uh, music sure. like yourself and other artists and everything. What is one thing that you can remember uh, with your collaboration with Nipsey Hussle that has really taken you so far in your own uh, industry, in your own being a business entrepreneur? What what is something that he told you that you will forever remember about Nipsey? Man, he ain't tell me nothing. He showed me. He got Mm. my merchandise. He put it on his body and he wore it. Wow. (laughs) And he got caught. Yeah, he got caught in LAX with it. He basically, um, when he pulled up, 
I was in charge of like, you know, everything in charge of booking him in charge of getting him, you know, to Cleveland in charge of his restaurant mm-hmm. options for breakfast. Once he got to Cleveland, his, his mm-hmm. Uber, all of that. So once he got to Cleveland, he actually got lost and they didn't know where Cleveland State University was at because our downtown was a little confusing. So I had to meet him in my Nissan <laughs> and I had to drive downtown to meet him at the intersection. So I had already had it planned out that I was going to give him these hoodies. I just didn't know how it was going to play out. So when I had got to the actual spot where they was at, his bodyguard was there, but like Nipsey was in the car, but like his bodyguard came out the driver's seat and I was just like, Oh snap. So when Nipsey, he was in the, you know, in the passenger seat, when they pulled up, he just, he just had a fat smoke cloud, bro. Like it's a big smoke cloud. He was like, (laughs) what's up young blood. And I was like, what up Nip? It was just so crazy. So his bodyguard came out to like, you know, let Nip out. But as soon as the bodyguard came out, I had these hoodies. And it was like, as soon as I had the hoodies, Nipsey also got out the car. So it was like, I don't know who I'm going to get these to. I'm going to just like give them to you, Mr. Bodyguard. (laughs) So like he put them in the trunk. So I was like, oh, snap, he put the hoodies in the trunk. We ain't going to see them hoodies again for real. Like, oh, it's a wrap. But then like, I don't know, it's probably like a week after he got back to L.A., I got tagged in a photo on Instagram and TMZ had dropped a photo of him wow. in LAX with the, with the indie on. Like it's like a, it's our classic hoodie. It's a individual It's all black, but the indie is like bold red. So uh-huh. indie stands for individuality. So it's just something I knew he would like, <laughs> but yeah. like when I gave it to him, like you just think, cause Nipsey rep his brand so heavy that you don't think, yes. gonna, you know, rep somebody else's brand. But that's how I know. So when you ask me that, it's like, it's not, everything you know always what somebody say is what they do like the actions really speak louder than the words so him putting that hoodie on his body mm. that meant everything and i've seen it several other times he gave it to his kids we done seen it <laughs> we done seen it on his kids we done seen it on his nephew we done seen it everybody Somebody in his family had a at a dinner party it's been floating in nipsey's house <laughs> so that's wow. like all we needed to know and that's and that's something that you will always treasure and remember um, about him being a visionary. You know, it's like Definitely. he didn't say, "Oh no, I don't know about this." No, he actually put it on. He exactly. repped indie media. Exactly. And that's what he was about. He was repping black businesses. Number one, sure. that that was like really the main thing. And of course, him being a visionary and everything that um, he spoke about uh, was very much true. And we right. gotta, um, you know, shout out him. Rest in peace to the great nipsey hustle um i know you you help and work with artists and Mm -hmm. you know you you take them to the next level how important is it with you being an artist as well as you know owning your own brand how are Mm -hmm. how is it important to have artist development and management Mm -hmm. because you see a lot of artists these days new age artists they don't Mm -hmm. what do you think um is the most important thing to have, you know, artist management and development. I think they're both very important. I think the management, it's all like a play on words. Like, I feel like you got to understand that you got to manage yourself first before you like go Mm. seek out, you know, management. you got to be manageable, like as a person. And then you have to be manageable as an artist, meaning you got to understand your artist technique. You got to understand your pros and cons of being an artist yourself. And then once you have like understood the structures of how to like build your brand, I'm not saying everything you got to do by yourself, but like, if we just talking like musicians, like, okay, the structures of like uploading your music properly, the structures of understanding, mm-hmm. 
you know, what's going to be your single when you put this EP out. The structures of understanding, okay, before I even do any of this, what's my cover art going to look like? How I'm going to pay for the cover art? Who going to do the cover art? Those Mm -hmm. types of steps before you get, you know, a manager who is Mm -hmm. really like looking for like more so like deadlines. So it's kind of like you got to self-discipline before you can get that artist management. But that artist development, it's all like a, I would say a two-way street because it's only like Nip said, (laughs) it's as big as you want to make it and as far as you want to take it. So Mm. you got to put in that work enough work at least to meet the management halfway so that everything that the management is going to do can make sense and actually Mm -hmm. elevate you to the next level because yes I do take you to the next level but it's only as much as the power that you put in for me to take you to the next level you feel what I'm saying Mm -hmm. my level Mm -hmm. my level gonna go up to the top regardless like Mm -hmm. I know exactly how to take whoever (laughs) you feel me to wherever they're trying to go but you got to understand that the artist is like the most powerful, like you understanding that you are like a vessel to basically get downloads from the universe to create whatever type of art category that is for you. That's a power. Mm -hmm. And you got to know how to manage that yourself. First, you got to know how to be tangible in that first and understand that power that you got first to get all of that stuff that you got from that creativity out. And then you mold it. Mm. And then you seek basically like, if, if we talking about a dancer, like you seek what type of dance you want to do. Maybe it's mm-hmm. hip hop style. Okay, cool. You get so perfect in that hip hop style of dance that you'll understand what you need managed. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes artists, they don't know what they need. So it's just like, exactly. I don't know. And we can't work with it. I don't know. Because if it's a, I don't know, then I don't know. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's all self work. And then you you meet it with the the meetings of the minds. And that's what I'm really great at. I'm great at meeting with the minds. I'm great at mm-hmm. you being a, a confused ball of artists, <laughs> giving you the structures on how to mm-hmm. do that self-development work. And then we start to bring in the other, like I'll say tools that assist in building this machine. Cause it can't go into you full clear in that mindset and you not distracted and you can mm-hmm. see yourself. You got to see yourself be that artist mm-hmm. that you are trying to be. And then I exactly. can come in and help you. <laughs> exactly. And a lot of a lot of artists don't have that. They don't have that that mindset, that structure um, to really think like that. And I'm glad that yeah. you kind of bring that, you know, that creativity out of them a little bit more. Yeah. You know, you got to exactly. if you think it, you can't become it. That's true. And you really got to believe that. Like some sometimes artists like you really get low in yourself doubt mm-hmm. like you really unfortunately created for yourself because you're so used to feeling that way you're so used mm-hmm. to feeling like it's not gonna work you're mm-hmm. so used to feeling like dang bro this it's been taking too long i don't know if i'm ever gonna mm-hmm. make it but it's like what's your real tangible definition of making mm-hmm. it like if you if you comparing your definition of making it to i don't know two chains and big shine then no you're not gonna make it because you don't know what they had to do to make it so you got to figure out what's your version <laughs> of making it and don't compare it to nobody and be so like mm-hmm. happy with that outcome and so lit with your version of it that you blow yourself up and you mm-hmm. ain't got to give no credit to nobody because you know you did all of that shit yourself and that's who you write it off to but you got to be true in yourself and know that so I think just artists get they get confused in that that's what I'm saying like the power of the artist is the most important like don't get it don't get your power away 
that's that's it right there and I, I and i feel like nobody had really says that to really break it down no mm. i've never heard anybody say that you know as an artist with you coming as an artist but as a entrepreneur on the business mindset too yeah. a lot of people don't understand that so i'm glad that you did um break that down and, and kind of um talk about that a little bit now mm -hmm. i want to know how has your brand indie media uh changed the industry how, how mm. has it changed the music Ooh. industry it's a powerful question so um, I definitely think it has changed the industry and will continue to change the industry because I'm not necessarily looking to change the industry. The industry of music has already created itself. And unfortunately, it's, it's like falling because artists are no longer trusting the industry and they're mm -hmm. not trusting the system of the industry. So what I'm doing to change the industry is not focusing on them <laughs> and focusing on the artists that I know mm -hmm. don't get seen by them. I'm focused on the mm. platform of building the character. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. we not making false characters and putting them in the industry and promoting them to the masses to sway them to believe false narratives. That's not mm -hmm. what we're doing. We're mm -hmm. actually like character building artists who have real tangible talent, who love themselves and who mm -hmm. love the storylines that they're actually speaking, which are coming from truth. Mm -hmm. And they're really, you know, expanding on their life experiences to mm -hmm. get further in their artistry. Mm -hmm. Once you start talking industry, unfortunately you start talking, you know, facades and it's a lot of people that are not ready to have a conversation on what they see in the industry is not necessarily, you know, true. A lot mm -hmm. of the artists that we've looked up to, Unfortunately, like I said, we don't know what, you know, they've had to do to get whatever they mm -hmm. deem as making it or tangible mm -hmm. mm -hmm. to fame. So what mm -hmm. I feel like indie media is doing is creating a real tangible version of that. Like I come from the 90s, like I'm a 90s. I just had a birthday on the 17th. I just turned 30. So I'm a 90s baby. Like I really grew up watching all of these rappers be on MTV Cribs. Like mm -hmm. I remember everything about the way Diddy portrayed himself and how he portrayed his artists. I remember Biggie. I remember Tupac. I remember Bone Thugs and Harmony. Like, mm -hmm. I know how all of these artists was portrayed. And unfortunately, these artists are not where we would think <laughs> they should be. Like, mm -hmm. I've booked Nipsey Hussle. I've booked David Banner. And we had a really, really great conversation about how the industry kind of lied to our OG artists and kind of didn't really give them the full scope of what they was going to really need and how mm -hmm. they was going to really need to understand their finances once they got the mansion and once they got the car and once they got mansions and cars and didn't have no money to actually pay their staff, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Or pay mm -hmm. themselves. So like the facade is like what gets pushed. So it's like, that's why coming up our generation, they don't understand that it's really real Mm -hmm. in terms of like being an artist you think it's something that's like a game it's not a game it's actually work but they didn't they didn't show you the work they didn't show you the the actual work exactly build a business mm -hmm. or build a brand mm -hmm. they just showed you mm -hmm. big pimp and spinning cheese and that's cool because mm -hmm. you do do that <laughs> right right that <laughs> happens but behind the scenes like you're not just gonna be jay-z off top like mm -hmm. it's levels to that and that's mm -hmm. a character in itself jay-z mm -hmm. is a character Mm -hmm. it's a separate person behind when he go home and go to sleep. So mm -hmm. it's like mm -hmm. those things are the things that our generation miss. So we don't really be, you know, knowing ourselves. <laughs> right. No, I agree. I, I definitely, 
I definitely agree about that. I feel like, you know, I grew up in the 90s as well. I'm a little bit uh, older than you. I want to tell my age, but I mean, I'm 35. But I, I grew up right. in the 90s as well. You know, I remember all of these rappers, you know, watching MTV Cribs or, you know, watching BET. And mm -hmm. they never talked about the business side. They just no. talked to how to how to get it. And that's something that I always advocate with me being in media and being in radio as well. Mm -hmm. I always would tell artists, make sure sure you align yourself with positive people that know the business side because yeah you can fly yeah. you can floss but you have to have the mindset of the business side that is something that a lot of these artists even the tiktok artists the instagram mm -hmm. artists you know social media artists in a way they lack that they don't have that business side mentality they don't want right. to learn and that i'm not part. saying it's all of them it's some of them you know, yeah, they don't want to exactly. they don't want to learn it. And I feel that it is very important to learn that business side, just like, exactly. you know, it is important for artists to market their brand. So I want right. to ask you, how important is it for an artist to market their brand? Oh, uh, man, what I've been marketing my brand since I was 19 years old. I just turned 30. So that's the answer. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can't stop. Like, it's literally like, I don't know. Like, you just it's like you take a. A oath or something with yourself mm -hmm. once you create your brand mm -hmm. and you just you treat it like nike like you see nike everywhere you go it's literally mm -hmm. not a moment that you mm -hmm. you could probably look around your house right now and find a nike item you could go mm -hmm. outside right now and find somebody wearing a nike item like you can go in a store and see mm -hmm. something that's gonna have nike on it so it's stuff like that or starbucks like anything you gotta think big like that mm -hmm. and you gotta like really like believe it though like it's this is all about self belief. Like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. if you don't believe <laughs> that your brand can get to those brand levels, like what I just said about Nike and Starbucks, then it's not gonna get there. It's gonna stay at that level that you was thinking about because you was thinking about it in fear. So you got this little mm -hmm. baby of an idea floating in a boat of fear. Mm -hmm. And how mm -hmm. is it supposed to grow when it's literally floating in a boat of fear? Your mm -hmm. emotions is drowning it. Your pure idea it came from purity. It did not come from fear. It came from God. So mm. it came from purity. So, but you drowning it with fear and you're going to kill it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. unconsciously. So you can't do that. Once you get it straight from the source, you bring light to it. You put green pasture energy into it. You mm. rub it, massage it, you know, put oil in it. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to put the love in it so that it can put the love back into you and really show you what you were seeing in your head. You were Hello. We back. Yeah. Yeah, I can see you. Yeah, that was that was God right there. 
And you know what? I, I'm going to edit that part out. Hey. Okay. But yeah, no, I mean, it's just all about self-belief. I'll just take it back there. It's like, if you don't believe that that idea that you got, which was, like I said, like a little seed of a, of a pure, mm-hmm. you know, form of thought. And if you unfortunately, like, put that fear into it, it's going to steer that whole idea in the wrong direction, which is where you didn't want it to go. So it's mm-hmm. like, you got to nurture it with positivity. And like, it's literally like a flower. <laughs> like, you got to nurture it with positivity so that it grow properly. Like, and sometimes it's like that environment is going to, you know, mess with it. Like the people around inside that environment is going to mess with it. It's mm-hmm. all about the vibrations of you. So if you got this seed mm-hmm. planted inside of you, and mm-hmm. everybody that you tell the seed about, you know, they're not giving you positive feedback. Maybe don't tell them about the seed. Like, stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> stop talking about the seed. Like, go hide the seed. Like, so it's like, it's you just got to make it make sense to you so that you don't create them moments of yourself that's going to tell you to stop investing in yourself mm-hmm. in that thought. Agree. And I, and I love how, you know, you, you talk about that because that's something that, Uh, we need and a lot of people don't really think about. Now, you've worked with the youth in your hometown of Cleveland. Mm -hmm. I love how you you give back to your community, number one, but more so um, with the youth. So, you just partnered with the Destination Dream Foundation and you raised (laughs) $12,000. Cool, I got to give you a hand clap. And this is all for the youth in Cleveland. So, tell me um, a little bit about that. Definitely. So um, the Destination Dream Foundation is a foundation I started back in 2020. And mm-hmm. it basically came from a, the name came from a web series I started back in college, Destination Dream, which was a web series where I would go interview different artists about what they wanted to do, like mm-hmm. art stuff, just cool stuff they were into. And then it kind of like elevated once I graduated, did a few artist showcases and then I started working with the youth, getting involved in Cleveland school systems and working with like just different groups of kids, doing artist workshops, teaching kids how to create their own clothing lines and business mm-hmm. plans and stuff like that. And then I got inspired to create my own nonprofit because like I told you, I work with different nonprofits in Cleveland. So I do their marketing, event planning, mm-hmm. just curation for all things creative. <laughs> so once I got kind of in with a lot of the nonprofits, I was kind of guided to a lot of the youth that they were working with and we got to kind of like dabble in collaboration and it just kept elevating from there got to study um because I love to study people places things mm-hmm. and um I just studied the world of the nonprofits in general and just understood that like okay I could do this I could find my place here creating a nonprofit directly for the youth in terms of like business building Mm -hmm. in the arts because Mm -hmm. that's the part that you you're supposed to get that part when you were a kid it's unfortunately Mm -hmm. hard to get that artist development when you are in your 20s like Mm -hmm. it's very exactly i agree to retrain your brain to like sit down and listen or sit down and reread information or just sit down and understand that you might have just not knew the answer to these things so it's like when you're a kid you got a fresh brain. It's fresh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you can just properly educate a child on how to understand their route to success with whatever that art niche is that they got. So if they love to design, they don't have to know nothing else about nothing. <laughs> All they need to know is that they love to design. And these are how you can get better. These are ways that you can get better at just loving how to design. 
Mm. And then them themselves is going to say, you know what? I love to design so much. I want to design my own clothing line. Mm-hmm. And they're mm-hmm. supposed to just, as kids, in my opinion, have the resources to do that. I feel like right. this is America. And I feel like America should be able to give all the kids the resources to do all the wacky things in their brain. So I don't have control over the world, but I got control of Cleveland, Ohio. So I feel like if I could get <laughs> Cleveland, Ohio, at least, at least the kids, because I can't control the adults, but the kids to understand that the things that they see in their head is not crazy. You're not mm-hmm. tripping. You could actually get that. It's opportunities out here that could give mm-hmm. you access to that. It's funding out here that could actually give you whatever you're thinking in your head. You could do that. So I basically had my grandmother's house renovated into what we call an indie art house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and it's going to be the Destination Dream art house headquarters and all of the youth from Cleveland basically will be invited to come and learn education programming and arts mm-hmm. programming on how to create business plans for their actual art ideas. So they'll have photo studio space. All the bedrooms will be renovated into photo studio space, wow. space fashion design space, co-working space, a laptop bar, several different education rooms. Um, but yeah, that's what the $12,000 was for. That is so dope to think that, you know, you're giving back to your community, especially the youth. And I know like your grandmother, your family are so proud of you for just, you know, not letting that space go to ways that you are utilizing it. And especially having the youth come in there. Uh, (laughs) Kudos to you. I love to hear it. I love to see it. Now you have a lot to be celebrating for with that as well, but you will be celebrating 10 years, your 10 year anniversary (laughs) of indie media. How does it feel to basically be in the game as an entrepreneur for these last, you know, 10 years and really um, seeing your baby indie media grow? <laughs> it feels very surreal. Like <laughs> yesterday, we out in LA, and yesterday, or ever since the 17th, my brother just been like, You 30, you 30, you 30. Like just random moments of the day, he just like, You 30. So I'm just like, Oh my God. So it's like sinking in. But I feel like um it's it's everything I wanted as a kid. I didn't know I wanted to have a business per se as a kid, but I always knew I was gonna be rich. I ain't know how, <laughs> but I just knew. <laughs> that I was going to get rich. And I mm-hmm. feel like um, I was always into art, focused on it very, very heavy. And I just always believed in myself. I was an mm-hmm. athlete as a kid. Like I was very serious about basketball. So I think um, I kind of navigate my career like a bath, like a basketball player, like an athlete. So um, I'm excited. I feel like I'm in, <laughs> I feel like I'm in the championship, but I already won. Like, I don't yes. know. <laughs> yes and that's how you have to be you know like I said I'm a little bit older than you so when I started <laughs> Mark it was like oh lord you know I feel like I'm getting old but I feel like you know you're just getting started you know yeah. especially in this decade of your life you have so many things that are going on um in with indie media and I want to say you know uh you're an inspiration um, continue to shine your light because mm-hmm. it's, it's just so much that indie media is getting ready to take on. Um, hey, especially, I know uh, you do have a event coming up this weekend oh, yeah. in Los Angeles. So mm-hmm. tell me a little bit about that. Oh, it's going. So we got a pop-up shop and an after party on January 21st. That's this Saturday in Los Angeles. So the pop-up shop is going to be on Melrose Avenue and it's going to be called the Fuck Anxiety Pop-Up Shop. So 
this is like a big mental health awareness weekend event. Um, it's actually National Hugging Day on January 21st. Mm-hmm. So okay. who knew that existed? Right. <laughs> it's ironic that it's just National Hugging Day that day. But it's um basically a part of my clothing line. So when I was at Kent State, I started the brand as a clothing line first and then it elevated wow. into doing shows and managing artists and working with companies and XYZ. But everything started as a clothing line. So um several different parts of the clothing line. So you got indie, you got be happy, I'm wearing one, and then you got mm-hmm. fuck anxiety. So fuck anxiety is kind of like a direct call to the artist that deals with anxiety because it's Mm -hmm. like you know you talk about it but you kind of really don't accept it like anxiety is something that you kind of just like you know you got it but you don't accept it like you know yeah same here i deal with anxiety too yeah exactly yeah but like when you start to call it out and acknowledge it like especially on something like clothing it's kind of like subconscious and like you can really feel connected to like beating something like that Mm -hmm. so it's like with with me i'm saying fuck anxiety it's like a mantra not to put a negative connotation on anxiety because I believe you're supposed to feel all your feelings, mm-hmm. but you're not supposed to let the anxiety distract you. You're not supposed to let it, you know, right. kill your dreams. You're not supposed to let it, you know, keep you so stuck that you don't mm-hmm. invest in yourself or mm-hmm. think that you could actually do what you were thinking about. So mm-hmm. when you put a whole bunch of artists together um, who sell clothes and who love themselves and love art, but also struggle with anxiety, you get the fuck anxiety pop-up shop. So it's going to be several Midwest designers, Los Angeles designers, all clothing based around mental health. And um, I'll be releasing some new clothes. I haven't put clothes out in like two years because we just been building, working mm-hmm. with the kids, working with the property, all of this stuff. But this will be like a cool release that I'm about to drop. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited to see all the different brands. I've been coordinating mm-hmm. this from Ohio for like the past, what, four months? Wow. So I'm happy to finally meet everybody. <laughs> and then, yes. Um, yes. The after party in a mansion. I can't tell the location because oh, the wow. location. But the after party is going to be a mansion party in Los Angeles. And um, yeah, it's called the Fuck Anxiety Mansion Party. <laughs> I love it. I love yep. it. Cannot wait to see and hear, you know, about that. So do you have any new projects coming up mm. um, with Indie Media this year? We're in a brand new Definitely. year. So uh, can you tell us any new projects that you got coming up? Definitely. So we're actually going to be doing an artist call, like kind of already started back in Cleveland to get artists to come into the art house to actually do murals mm. and, you know, show canvases and everything. Cause we got the renovations done to get everything painted white and just get, you know, house stuff up to date. But the goal is to cover all of the white walls with mm-hmm. art from local artists. So wow. right now, yeah, we're planning that artist oh, call. And after that, we're going to actually start the programming. We want to aim it for the summer to at least start getting kids in there for summer classes and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But um, outside of that, we're, you know, still curating events, managing artists. I'm on vacation, so my brain stopped working like <laughs> five days ago. But <laughs> we're going to have a list of events dropping like very soon, literally, like once I get back to Ohio. Okay. Well, that sounds good. And and before we end this um this interview, can you please uh tell how people can find you, how they can be a part of indie media, um it's, especially for artists? Can you drop all of your information? Definitely. So you can find me on Instagram at indie. That's i n d i dot media, and then we have a website. So indiegroup.com. So the indie group t h e, and then i n d i g r o u p dot com. 
and let's see, what's my Twitter? Uh, Indie Media underscore. So I N D I Media, and then an underscore, and then Destination Dream on Instagram is Destination Dream dot Foundation. Yeah. Okay, well, there you have it. Jada, thank you so much for coming on the Sip and Sit. It is a pleasure to meet for you. Sure. And I know Indie Media. I know I cannot wait to hear more about Indie Media. And you family now, so you got to come back on hey, the Sip and Sit and tell me what you got going, especially as the year um, progresses. For sure. I can definitely do that. Yes, yes. And y'all make sure if y'all are out in Los Angeles this weekend, make sure you attend the Fuck Anxiety pop-up shop. It's going to be out there in Los Angeles. And this will be posted so you can follow uh, Jada and her company Indie Media and get all the details of where the pop-up shop in Los Angeles will be this Saturday. All right. Until next time, y'all, I will be back with another episode of The Sip and Sip. Peace.